If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Today, we're going to talk about how to write a book about your life and how to grow your business at the same time. I'm here with a very cool, very amazing Arlene Gale. Hello, Arlene. Hi. Hi, everybody. So good to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because lots of people want to write books. So we're going to dig into this, not only how to write a book, but how to also grow your business at the same time. I want to tell you about Arlene. Arlene and I met because of the very amazing Debbie Allen, who has also been on the show. We were um, speakers at her expert event, which was phenomenal as always. Arlene Gale, she is the book writing business coach, and she's helped hundreds of clients in a variety of industries earn millions of dollars in business from enhanced business and written communication strategies, especially in writing the right business building books, right? Her podcast, Mindset Meets Mastery with Arlene Gale, is available in all podcast channels and is reaching international audiences. And I had the privilege of being on there. So definitely download her podcast as well. She is a multi-international national award-winning author, number one bestseller and business award winner. She helps clients duplicate these results as well, right? She teaches what she knows. Arlene's also written book proposals, earning clients traditional publishing contracts and written thousands of magazine feature articles, proposals and award applications. Arlene has a proven track record of speaking on business strategies internationally and definitely check out her books. One of them, Face Forward, Move Forward is about her own story and how she did that. And now she shows us how to go from that story about her life, turning that into a business strategy. So we're going to talk about that today because it's not enough just to tell your story. I mean, if that's, if you're writing a memoir, that's one thing, but if you want to grow your business, yeah, tell your story, but then make it marketable. So she's going to share some tips on that later. Arlene, I always start at the beginning. When you first launched your business, did you have any fears or limiting beliefs about sales and selling your packages or services? Oh, no. I was perfect right out of the gate. (laughs) (laughs) I almost said that with a straight face. (laughs) Almost. Doggone it. Good effort. Good try. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my biggest struggles when I started was I was selling by the hour because, you know, I thought, Hmm. You know, I'm a writer now. I'm not a mathematician, but I thought I would dabble in the math world and think, 
okay, I need to make X amount of money, which means that if I work so many hours, I need to charge this much. And that makes sense on the surface, but then what was happening was people were hiring other people that were in a similar space as me, marketing and what I realized was I'm selling my hourly rate, I'm not selling my expertise. So stop selling an hourly rate is, my, is what I learned because yeah. what I sell instead is I go above and beyond in my customer service in serving people to tell their story to build a business because you have expertise. If you're in business and you don't have an expertise and you're not willing to claim the expert title, then right. you've got a hobby, right? So I had to learn to sell my expertise. My, I've written hundreds of books that have earned clients millions of dollars in new business. I did that. And that's what I needed to sell, not the minimum wage hourly rate. Oh my gosh. So powerful because so many of us think in terms of that hourly rate, but you're selling your years of expertise, your years of results, the, the knowledge that you have. And so when, so, so you made the, did you make the leap then from thinking in terms of hourly and sessions to like packages or what was the how did you start charging more well I sat down and had a meeting with myself you know one of those <laughs> uh, you know so you know what is it okay so you probably know and other and listeners probably know there are a lot of things that we're capable of doing but there are some things that we're good at that we just don't like doing yeah. so I had to make a list of this is what I love to do this is not so much and so if I love it and I have a passion, then this is going to be one price. And if I don't want to do it, then it's going to be another price. So I had to learn not only about me and what I was willing to sell my time for and invest my time in, and, but I also needed to realize that not everybody's going to be my client. Not every project is going to be one that I want to do. And that's okay. I had to give myself permission to back off. So for example, I'm an editor. I don't like to edit. I like to research and write and organize and then take that piece and use it to market and build business. So I had a client who kept coming to me with reports that he wanted me to edit. So it started with, okay, I'll give you a week to edit this 350 pages. Uh, okay. Then it was like, I'll give you four days. Then I'll give you three days. Then I'll give you two days. Well, he got to the point where he would give me projects that I would have to work around the clock and read 12 pages an hour to meet the deadline. So I started doubling and tripling and quadrupling and beyond and beyond my price. And he kept buying my time. And part of me finally went, you know what? It's just not worth it. It's not healthy. And it really doesn't bring me joy. So again, it was not all about selling to make the money. It was about meeting my passion and having the joy when I use my passion to help you grow your passion. Right. And for our listeners, I know I can feel this right. Now. I mean, that it sounds like such, such a simple thing to do, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. How long did it take or how did you make that shift to really, really start to charge what you were worth? Was it this, this particular client that helped you see, wow, like, I don't love doing this. I, I had to charge more for this, but what about like, did that then flow into the areas of your business that you really love to do? Did you start charging more for those? Like what, what was that internal shift like? Well, have you, you know, it's taken me 30 years to be an overnight sensation. <laughs> have you heard that? You know, I'll so 
I've, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of in the same same boat. It's taken me several decades to be um, an overnight sensation, a business success. And yeah. so part of it being in business is you always have to consistently fine tune and narrow. And part of that, again, was not every someone I wanted to work with. You know, I get people who say they want to write their story. Okay, tell me how or why you want to write the story. Well, I just want to get back at my parents or I just want to do this. Or, I don't want those kinds of parents or projects. I want to change the world in a positive way. And I believe when we're living our passions positively, that we can make a huge impact on the world. And so that's kind of there was yeah. a lot of self-reflection and personal ethics and core values. When you're true to your core values, sometimes we, you know, we get that little Jiminy Cricket voice that says, eh, maybe not. And you yeah. have to be true to that and listen to that because it isn't always about the money. And when you chase your passion versus chasing the dollar, I think you become more confident and people see that and it comes off as service as opposed to sales and people resonate with that differently so i think that is a that is a challenge for people like they you know there's that old adage of you know if you ch you know if you follow your passion the money will follow or if you you know focus on the passion the money will follow i don't think that's always true for everybody because i know artists who are following their passion who aren't charging what they're worth at all right and so so how, for someone who's sitting out there going, oh, that's great, Arlene, you did it, but like, how can I do it? Like, what advice would you have for them when it comes to how, how, like, can I double my prices? Like, how do I increase my prices? How do I keep my confidence? What if I have a belief that, like, some people think, oh, that people are going to think it's all about the money for me if I raise my prices. Like, what would you say to them right now? I have been in business for myself for 30 years. My branding has changed and gotten more focused and more directional as I go. I constantly review my packages and my pricing. And I had to get over the not charging what I was worth issue. And what I was, the more I charged, this, I know this is going to sound a little tacky and please, I apologize. But the more, you probably know where I'm going, but the more I charged, the better, more serious client base I got. Amen. <laughs> it eliminated the wire or the whiners it eliminated the people who wanted me to do everything for them but told me and were charged accordingly to i'm going to do it myself i just need your guidance so when you raise your prices there are some unintended unintended consequences and i think that makes your life easier but then absolutely you will have industries that you know you can price yourself out of that industry because of technology either because of the industry itself or technology changes so you constantly have to figure out who's my client who's my client and it's not just who uh, who are they you know there's that demographic stuff but there's also the psychographics the and the that more fuzzy, warm, squishy, you know, emotional stuff that a lot of people don't like to pay attention to. But it's also how do you talk to them appropriately? And where do you find them? Because if you don't know where to find your client, you're never going to be able to connect to do business with them. So it sounds simple, but it's, it's multi-leveled. And it wow. starts with you and what you exude and what you're looking for when you really have laser focus on who you're looking for in the projects. It's so much easier than to, to draw them. You know, you draw in what you put out. Yeah. 
And it's such a great point about who you're being, right? Like that's also, it sounds like what you're saying is who you're being and how you're showing up and what you're exuding is what is who you're attracting to you or who you are attracting to yourself. And we talk a lot about this at, at sales camp, just this idea of, you know, you, you are your top 20%. So if you don't like who's showing up, like, what do you need to work on inside yourself? Right. And it, it's a, I just talked about this on another show recently. Like I am a work in progress. We're all works in progress. <laughs> if I look at all the money I've spent on, on personal development, it is hundreds of thousands of dollars because if we don't take care of ourselves, it's like we don't put that air mask on first, that oxygen mask on first on the plane, we can't help anybody else. So we got to take care of ourselves. And then as we grow, we attract others. And I, I agree with you. Like the more people are willing to invest, typically the less they need, which is, which kind of blows people's minds, but that's all about you getting really clear. And some of our listeners getting really clear on who your top 20% is like crystal clear and starting to say no to those prospects who are not a good fit. Let them bless somebody else's business because if you keep saying yes to them, that's saying yes. That's like saying that you don't believe your top 20% is out there. Well, and if you set a price based on this and you're bringing in, especially in the book writing business, you know, there are people, my my programs are not cookie cutter connect the dot programs. My programs are designed to meet somebody on that journey where they are. Wow. So if somebody is way far back on that journey, I don't want to sell them a different package or a package that's meant for somebody who has a business already, has lots of content versus no content. Mm -hmm. So I meet them where they are. And part of meeting them where they are, they are for me often is not getting sucked in. You know, the, oh, I love you, but, well, whatever you say before the but is negated once you say but. You, I know that I love you, but, or I really want to work with you, but, means there's a sob story that's coming that I can listen to, but not get sucked into. And for me, that sucking sound meant my wallet was closing, my bank account was closing, because they didn't. They wanted me to do the work, but they didn't want to pay for it. Or they wanted me to help them, but help meant I did most of the work and they did nothing. Or they whined because they couldn't do this. And, you know, life happens. And I get that. And I'm willing to work with you when life happens and gets in the way. But, you know, sometimes life becomes an excuse as, a pay, as opposed to a motivator. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and being willing to, again, like if those clients, like knowing those clients aren't a fit and being okay with that, being okay. Like it's, it's okay to say, mm, not a fit. I want to refer you to somebody else. So Arlene, think about the trajectory of your business. Was there a moment where you had a massive month in sales or a time when you doubled your sales or just a moment where you're like, okay, this, this business is not only happening, but it's thriving. And I just want you to think back to that moment, what did you believe about sales and selling at that point? Oh, sale, S-A-L-E, that's a four-letter word. You know, it sometimes feels like, you know, it does feel like somebody's cussing at you, you know. Right. You go into a yeah. meeting and all everybody wants to do is in your face sales. Here's a card, here's a brochure, here's, you know, and I didn't want to be that guy kind of thing. So, and when I first started, I was because there was this desperation to be heard. There was this desperation to be respected, to be perceived as an expert. And I came to realize that when I, and actually I had a client come back to me about a year later and said, I want to work with you. And I said, but we've met several times, the first time being a year ago, why now? He said, because then you 
were a desperate talker. <laughs> now you're a professional listener that when I stopped and asked him how things were going with him and where he might need help, that's what resonated with him. And that flipped my world upside down. And I learned to walk on my hands <laughs> because sales is about listening and relationships and connecting. And this man is a client of mine today, a repeat client because I learned it's not about me. It's not about me throwing up my expertise onto his lap. It's about listening and serving and providing what I can with my expertise for what he needs. It's that match. Yeah. That's why I knew I wanted to have you on the show. And oh my goodness. Like, I just want to take a moment. Everybody who's listening, like, we all just felt, oh. felt that we've been there pain. Uh, I don't know that all of us have had that experience though, where a client said, you know, you, you were talking and now you're listening and now I want to hire, like what a profound example of what happens when we move from the feeling like we have to know everything. Cause that, that's like, it's not a bad thing. I get it. Like you feel like you have to tell everyone what you know in order for them to buy from you, but you're like, but it's so much more about just listening and creating space for people to share what they, where they're struggling, what they need help with. I mean, when we create that space, people will buy anything because we're listening. Like we're a society that doesn't listen anymore. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that story. Wow. Well, and it was tough too. He did ask permission to say something. And I said, Hey, whatever, go ahead. I'm an open book. And when he told me that, um, you know, it was hard to maintain my balance. You know, you see the cartoon characters with the little stars, because yeah. I really did feel like I had been kicked in the teeth. And oh, how embarrassing that I had done that. But he said it with such kindness and such respect and vulnerability, I couldn't help but be vulnerable and receive it that way. Um, and that one thing, that one mindset shift of listening instead of talking was what I think started to really get my business moving because it's not about sales. It's about service. Yeah. And, and do you think serving is also about receiving money and people paying for you for those services? Absolutely. I, I don't see anywhere in the Bible and that's my, my, my reference point for how I behave that it says not to make money. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between greed and providing for your family. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you have God given talents that um, should be used in such a way to make a positive impact in the world. And I don't mean the whole world because that's too big for any one person to do. But if I help you and I, and they pass it forward and pass it forward, now we're impacting the world. But, yeah, money, my banker wants money for my mortgage and my car payment. They're not going to give me a house. My doctor is not going to do surgery on me if I need it just because he's a nice guy and he likes my hair color. I mean, you know, it, it's the system that we're in. For better or worse, there's no shame in asking to be paid what you're worth. But first, you got to find your worth. Yeah. And there is the law of circulation, like the money's got to move. And so, so it's cause I, I, and I just, I wanted to talk about this because I think people can get stuck on that word service and be in service all day long and never make a dime. Right. But you're not, I don't think you're truly in service until you get paid because mm -hmm. it's not even, and when it's not even things get kind of funky and weird stuff happens in that business relationship. So that full circle has to happen. So, well, and you know what, one of the things for me is I'm very passionate about this nonprofit, and I've actually created a nonprofit 
but for me to be passionate about supporting and serving in that little area, I can't do if I don't make money. Right. And I can't take care of my children. I am tasked to take care of my children. So those things require money. So I, money is not a four-letter word, you know, but there's, you know, are you earning an income or are you being greedy? Yeah, those are two different things, but I have worth and I'm going to charge what my worth is because anybody can write a book. Not anybody can write a powerful and profitable book that's going to help them build business. That's the difference. If you just want to write and publish a book and then come back to me later, which people have done, and say, my book didn't sell, it's an inanimate object. It's not going to sell itself. What plan did you have for it to sell? Oh, I don't know. Well, my snarky inside voice goes, well, then it's doing exactly what you planned for it to do. You right. have to have a plan. Right. And a, yes, and a plan that that keeps the, the money circulating, the profits, the profits happening. And so, so on that note of selling, um, let's, in terms of your own business, I could ask this in many different, but in terms of your own business, what are the top two sales strategies that you've used in your business that you feel the most strongly about that have, have moved your company forward the fastest? Be clear about my programs and why I am the one who's providing the best program. I, you know, I just gave it, to go. You know, there are lots of people out there who can help you write a book so that you can say you're a published author. But do you want to say you're a published author and earn money so that you can build a business, build an income that will last you by writing a powerful book? You don't need 10 or 20 books. My, my first book, Face Forward, Move Forward, has been out four years. I'm still booking speaking gigs around the world based on topics from that book because yeah. I wrote it that way. Yeah. And that's what I help people do. So, you know, and I get people along the same lines as I get people who say, well, I've been trying for months or years to write my book and I just can't do it. So if you can't write a book, if you can't write your book, your story about your life or your business, you're writing the wrong book, mm. writing the wrong book. Mm -hmm. So it's about developing your foundational marketing plan because if you try and sell the book after it's written it's too late mm -hmm. so if you wait it's too late you need to do your marketing plan up front because that impacts your content of the book and if you're struggling to write your book then you're writing the wrong book that right. those would be the the two things i would ask people to look at and don't worry about how long it's going to take you to write your book. I, that's the number one question I get all over the world when I speak. How long is it going to take me to write a book? I don't know. When are you going to get started? Okay. Just start. So let's, let's tie to that note. That's perfect. So the strategies that you use to grow is how, to be clear about what you're selling and how you're what's your, your unique, unique value proposition. Why is it powerful? And then also to have a clear marketing plan. So moving into the book writing arena, what are the two to three strategies that you share with your clients like about, about getting that book out there? I think we started to touch on them about how to write the book, get the book out there. Like what, what do you want to share with our listeners about your area of expertise? Because we know you help them write books and grow their businesses. So I think it's important that people understand why they're writing the book you know, do you want to be a speaker? Do you want to be a life coach, a one-on-one -on -one coach, or do you want to do workshops, whether you're hosting your own or doing them hired to be brought in by other people? Why you want to write the book is the self-reflection that then impacts the content of the book. And then we've 
you know, there's the target market issues, the who are they, where are they, how do you talk to them? And so many people go, when I talk about target market, they roll their eyes, they go, I know Orlean, we know age, education, gender, socioeconomic, blah, 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 but they never look at the psychographics, the warm, fuzzy stuff. Um, it's intimidating to look at that from, by some people, because that means that they have to figure out what are their customers' pain points and how do they address them? How do they solve them? Which means, what are the mistakes you've made? What are the stumbling blocks you've had and how did you overcome them? Because you want your reader to say, they get me. And that means that sometimes a person has to be vulnerable and that's hard to do when you're talking about combining your personal path, your personal trajectory with what you do in business. Yeah. Um, and then competition. So many people come to me, I have no competition. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you just because you don't know they exist doesn't mean they don't exist. <laughs> you need to know how you're different and why you're different and or how you advance the cause more than your target market because that helps you again with the content of the book. Yeah. Helpful. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, when you were talking about that earlier like how people do ask like how long is it going to take me to write the book and I I want to go there because um, that is a question I get a lot as well. A lot of people want to write the book. How long is it going to take? What's your biggest tip, like your number one tip about getting the book written? Is it to write every day? Is it to get started? Like, what do you, what do you talk about in this area? Uh, number one, you're going to make me just do one. <laughs> um, okay, two. <laughs> you're so good to me. Well, <clears throat> the number one thing is don't start writing your book until you have that marketing plan. You have to have the marketing plan. You have to answer all of these questions. You know, I've written book proposals for people who have sold their book to mainstream publishers and gotten huge advances. And I say that and then people say, well, I'm just going to self-publish or hybrid publish. <clears throat> I don't need a proposal. Yeah, you do. Because if you don't answer those questions, you're going to flounder around directionally and not know your, your content is not going to be clear and therefore your book is not going to be sellable. So that marketing foundation plan is the number one thing that people miss or forget or just choose to, uh, nah, 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 I'm not going to pay attention, but you have to, you just have to, or you're not going to write a sellable book. You're yeah. certainly not going to write a book that's going to help you build your business. Well, it's going to help you get the book done too. I mean, I've written book proposals, whether I've self-published or published or, you know, traditional, and it, 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 it gives you, and I'm sure you have a cool formula around how you do it. So what about when do you write? I'm curious. I want to ask you, Arlene, like what, when do you write? Like, cause everybody's different. And so whatever Arlene answers, it's not the way you have to do it. But I think I'm always curious about when authors write. Well, you know, I have these things called clients that still insist on me doing the work that I oh, promised I'm going to, I know, what? Your <laughs> yeah, so, you know, on the days that I'm working with clients, obviously I can't write, but um, my, you, what is it about your business that makes you passionate? What is the one theme in your business that you want to share with the world? And I had written books for other people before I had the courage, before I could face everything I needed to face to write the Face Forward, Move Forward book, because it is my story. 
but it just kept eating at me and eating at me and I couldn't sleep at night. When you get that kind of theme embedded in your head, that's a good time to start. Um, and part of it for me was, I, I got so tired of people saying, if you're abused, you're gonna be an abuser. If you're raised by alcoholics, you're gonna be an alcoholic. If you're this, then you're that. If you're this, then you're that. No, you get to define your path. You get to define your future. And that was the message I wanted to get out. And it was, I was seeing so much pain in the world that I felt if I could just touch and change just a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, to tell people your past does not define you, who do you want to be? Because you get to choose that is so powerful and inspirational to me. And that's why four years later, I'm still speaking on these topics because that was what drove the content of the book. So as you begin to get this clear picture, then that's the time to sit down and write. Or if you're stuck in your business and you need to go to the next level, then maybe it means looking at all the market forces and figuring out how do you fine tune. I did a book for a guy who is a realtor and he teaches and very well respected in that industry. And he teaches time management, but he was stuck because he wasn't, you know, they'd hired him three or four years in a row and people weren't hiring him anymore. How do you take those same techniques and apply them to a different industry? So there's a variety of reasons to write a book and the more, clarity you have about your why again the better your book's going to be and the easier it's going to be to write right okay I thought that was going to be my last question but I have one more because I can I always feel like what my listeners are going to be asking themselves about what you're talking about so you 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 talked about the book and then you mentioned quite a few times that you were doing a lot of speaking okay how did you get your first speaking engagement that was attached to the book and then how did that kind of unfold for you The first speaking gig I got was somebody in my community who bought my book and read it. And then it turns out she, about three months later, contacted me and asked if I would speak at her women's in business event. I said, yeah. okay, sure. Never underestimate the power of that one gig because right. the audience were two people that then hired me. I have a couple high school friends who read my book or college friends who read my book and then gave it to another friend who happened to be putting on an event. Mm -hmm. So my book was written because my topics in such a way that my speaking topics were clear. So as my book started getting passed around, people started contacting me to speak on this topic or that topic in chapter five or chapter 12 or whatever. So that's kind of how it began and it just kind of grew from there. As a matter of fact, I'd say my, out of my first dozen clients, 10 of them I never met before we had a phone call. They were referred to me from people who were in the audience who said, I don't want to write a book, but I know somebody who does. And they referred me. I just want to, like, this is so powerful. I felt I knew there was a gem there. I was trying to get to it. Don't es underestimate the power of your first speaking gig. You know, once you write a book, people... Like if you put yourself out there, people will ask, you will get a speaking engagement. And a lot of times people are like, oh, it's not big enough or it's not this. They make up a whole story about it. And like you, I've had experiences where sometimes, you know, we had one speaking engagement that led to 10 other engagements. And if I hadn't been willing to show up for that, you know, whether it's sometimes it's for free, sometimes it's for fee. It kind of depends on what your strategy is, but don't underestimate the power of that first gig or your first book, right? 
exactly. Well, and don't be afraid to ask. Right. All I had to do was say, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm the book writing business coach. If you have a story to build a business, call me. Or if you have a friend or a neighbor or a relator, relative or a coworker, whatever, pass my business card along. And that's, like I said, that was the first 10 out of 12 clients I had were friends of friends who people who were in the audience. And what an important reminder to ask. I mean, definitely put the ask out there, encourage people, you know, who do they know? Because you just never know. So Absolutely. you have some great offerings for our listeners um, to get more from you. So tell us about that and tell us how they can find you, where they can find you. All right. Well, I am on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, you know, all the places they say you should be. Okay. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> and my last name is spelled Gale, G-A-L-E. Um, little did I know that there's about a hundred different ways you can spell that or more than just one. So Arlene Gale, A-R-L-E-N-E-G-A-L-E. And um, I have two websites, thebookwritingbusiness.com. And you can go there to the bottom of the homepage. And I have a free giveaway, the five steps to begin to write your book. And um, my online classes are there. I do in-person classes. I do speaking gigs. Whatever you need, most of that you can find there. If you would like to do a free call just to kind of brainstorm and see if your book idea is something that you should continue to pursue, I will offer you this. Send me an email at arlene at arlenegale.com and put Ursula's podcast or something like that in the subject line tell me you would like to talk and I will give you a link to schedule a free consultation and if you'd like to listen to my my podcast and who wouldn't mindset meets mastery it's at arlenegale.com under the podcast link and there's a freebie on that website too so however I can help you write your story so that you you help me use my passion to help you use your passion to change the world that's all I want to do Amen. Amen. I love it. Mindset Meets Mastery is her incredible podcast. Definitely take a listen and go to bookwritingbusiness.com for the five steps to writing your book. I mean, I, I want to get that. I'm always looking to learn and get new tips. And then arlenegale.com, bottom of the page, um, bonus bits of business insights. So uh, marketing insights are there for free. Arlene, I want to thank you for being you, for, for being vulnerable, authentic, keeping it real. It's going to help everyone who listened in today. And we just wish you an incredible year. Thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. And I love what you're doing. And I'm looking forward to learning more from you too. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see you. Um, we're going to see you maybe sooner rather than later. I can't wait. I know. I wish we lived closer. We'd be having coffee and having these conversations because I know we've heard from listeners, you know, it's a lonely world, this entrepreneurship at times. And so we're glad you're listening. Definitely reach out more. Remember to go to contact at sales or email me at contact at salescoachnow.com. If there's anything we can do for you, go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get our free PDF. I get so excited. I, I just want to say thank you to our listeners who are now all over the world. Whoever's listening to, to us in Brazil, I love you. We love you. We love getting emails from all of you from all over. Email us anytime at contact at salescoachnow.com. Email us because we want to hear like what's working for you, what's not working. Are there certain things I can talk about on the show? How can we support you? So let us know. If you haven't yet, definitely go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift to get our free gift for you, Six Secrets to Doubling Your Sales. 
it's a really simple PDF. You can download it, print it out, put it in front of you. And don't, don't be confused. Just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's not effective. Sometimes the simplest tools are the ones that can help you move forward and keep it in front of you to stay motivated. I would love to partner with you on your next event or sales training session. So you can go to UrsulaMentis.com, U-R-S-U-L-A-M-E-N-T-J-E-S.com, see all of our latest keynotes. I would love, love to come out and hang out with your sales team. I love doing that. So let us know if we can help you. When you go to that site, there's a little spot where you can fill out a little sheet and let us know um, a little more information about your event, how many people, what kind of training you need, and how we can help you. Because you are a podcast listener, I just want to remind you, when you email us at contact at Sales Coach Now with the podcast, you just put podcast in the subject line. And when you email us, let my team know that you want to come out to Sales Camp because we have a very special price because you are a listener. So reach out to us. We would love to have you come out and play. We have Sales Camps in San Diego if you want to go somewhere warm or Minnesota. <laughs> Uh, the Twin Cities area. So you can come out in the middle of winter. It's very inexpensive. I can tell you it's very inexpensive to fly to Minneapolis right now. So come out and play. If you love the show, I hear from you guys. You're like, I'm on the podcast. I listen to every show. Please leave us a, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps other people see how the show could help them as well. And feel free to share it with your friends, of course, and your colleagues and your neighbors and whoever you want to help out. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.